everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast presented by the Denver Post. I am sports writer Kyle Newman alongside my colleague Ryan O'Halloran talking Broncos per usual on the show today. Jerry Judy, Draymond Jones, and then some more wideout topics, Tim Patrick and is there room for all these wideouts? Six wide receivers, perhaps, maybe, to be active on game day. We'll break that down. So let's start off with Jerry Judy, whom we talked to earlier this week on Zoom. And 10 drops last year, ranked second worst in the league in terms of wideouts overall. Led the Broncos. He had five drops in one game. But a lot to be pleased about, too, from that rookie performance. And Judy believes he can build on it here in year two. Yeah, he believes that, and the Broncos should believe that because they drafted him in the first round. And before I throw it back to you about some of his comments, I think what's going to help Judy the most is Cortland Sutton. Um, last year, teams kept key on Judy. And the transition for a rookie receiver is, is tough to begin with because it's probably a bigger route tree. You're going against a lot better players. Now with Sutton back, you can line up Sutton opposite of Judy. Jerry can go against a number two or a number three corner. And and, and uh, maybe get more one-on-one matchups. I mean, I, I think with, with Jerry last year, it was up and down. He flashed. Then he'd like have one or two catches. But he did go a stretch of 10 games without a drop. Then he had that train wreck against the Chargers in Week 16. So uh, I think he looks sharp out there. He's worked on his game a lot during the offseason. You know, what were some of your takeaways from his uh, availability earlier this week? Yeah, he he struck a more you know mature tone, and I think Vic Fangio echoed that as well. You know, he he sees a more diligent receiver on the details, is what he said. He knows he can't slack, and that I think we can read into that comment a little bit, Ryan. You know, based off some of the rookie growing pains from last year, we touched on the drops. Uh, he, I know he battled an injury in that New Orleans game where he also didn't have a quarterback, right? Yeah. So uh, that limited his production there. And then, of course, there was the uh, the tweet he fired off after that loss to the Chiefs where he said, hey, at least I got my, my conditioning in when he had one catch on four targets. Since deleted, of course, quickly deleted, should I say. But uh, all, all these growing pains that we kind of saw play out on the field, off the field, uh, in Zooms, but I think he's ready to – to take a step forward he's learned from all that and I'd be pretty excited if I was Broncos fans about this guy like you said not only with Cortland Sutton coming back and of course he'll be eased in the beginning of the season but Cortland Sutton and then if KJ Hamler can stay healthy you got Tim Patrick who still has a huge chip on his shoulder uh, even though he just got the the second round tender you got those guys and then of course you got additional depth like Tyree Cleveland so Speaking of Tyree Cleveland and just the, the depth of the room, how are the Broncos going to juggle all this? Yeah, and w- real quick on Sutton, I think he'll be limited in camp, but I think he's on track to be full go in week one. So that gives you a top three of uh, you know Sutton, Judy, Hamler. Um, for a good Tim, uh, Tim Patrick is going to be is right now their fourth guy, but he had no drops last year. He's just the guy that I don't want to say hangs around, hangs around, hangs around, but that's sort of what his thing has been. Hey, show you can play each position at receiver. Show you can be a consistent pass catcher, catch some touchdowns in the red zone. So I think with Tim getting that second round tender, he knows what's at stake. I mean, he's making $2.5 million this year. He's an unrestricted free agent next year. If I'm Tim, my mindset is, hey, I know the team I'm on right now has a lot of commitment at receiver with Sutton, Judy, Hamler. And a lot of young commitment. Yeah. yeah. I, I am – on, I am auditioning for the other teams in this league. 
who are looking for maybe a two or a three, and that means a multi-year contract. So um, what's going to be interesting for me is last year they had five receivers active on game day. Tyree Cleveland got his chance when other guys were hurt. You know, the challenge for the Broncos with who they have active at receiver, and usually it's five last year, is Deontay Spencer is their return guy. Doesn't give you a lot at receiver. So do they have six receivers active because they like Tyree Cleveland a lot on special teams? Does that mean one less tight end? Does that mean one less running back? So there's a little bit of a roster mechanics there. Um, You know, Cleveland came on late in the year, but it was late in the year. Let's see how he does in camp this year. Uh, they have like literally got 25 receivers on the roster, so a lot of these guys are going to go. But you know, this offense passing game, if it's successful, it's going to be because it goes through Sutton, it goes through Judy, and it uses KJ Hamler as a I don't want to say gadget guy, but a special play guy. And then Tim Patrick will get his touches. After last year, he had uh, 51 catches and six touchdowns. That's the thing that stands out to me. He knows where the end zone is. That's what he, that's where he he can find a role specifically in the red zone. And he's proven pretty apt at getting those 50-50 balls, those high-pointed balls. And like you said, Ryan, no drops last year. So we're looking to continue that progress, take that momentum into 2021. First Orange Podcast, this is Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran. We'll close the show with some defensive talk on the defensive line, and that's Draymond Jones. So third season here for the former third-round pick in 2019, and he's got big expectations for himself. This is really his first year. He's coming into a bona fide starting role. He's not going to have to you know, scrap for time to prove himself. Uh, he's got nine starts so far through two seasons, but he will be starting – He's penciled in on the defensive line for week one. And he came right out and said on the Zoom the other day, Ryan, hey, my goal is to get 10 sacks this year. And for a guy who has 10 sacks on his career across two seasons, it's a lofty but attainable goal. He put up six and a half last year. Yeah, I mean, I think the the goal becomes achievable if this team actually gets a lead uh, and you can unleash your pass rush. There There should be more sack opportunities because they're improved in the secondary. You know, Draymond, his strength right now is is an, is an interior pass rusher on third down. Those are tough to find in this league. And he'll play defensive end in the base defense with Mike Purcell at nose tackle, Shelby Harris at the other at defensive end spot. But, you know, he was he would have probably he would have had a chance at ten sacks had he not missed three games last year because he got hurt by friendly fire. Ojemudie uh, injured his knee in the week two game at Pittsburgh, so he missed all that game plus three more. And then he probably took a game or two to get his bearings back. So uh, I think you know Jones being a third-round pick and entering his third year, they need they need him to be good because they don't. You know, if him and Shelby don't work out, they, there's not a lot of depth at end that you can count on. First and Orange Podcast, appreciate you listening in to today's show. Again, head to DenverPost.com slash Broncos for extended coverage on the Broncos D-line defense and team overall as we progress here through OTAs and into mandatory minicamp coming up soon. This has been Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran. Appreciate you listening in. And until next time, folks, take it easy.